And joining us now, we have the Director of Service Journalism at Golf Magazine and Golf.com, Luke Curdenine, joining us on the phone. Good morning, Luke. Welcome back, Luke. Good morning, and uh, thanks for having me back. I, yeah. I always love coming on. Thank you. So, Mark? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Luke, uh, when you talk about uh, instruction, I know you wrote an article here recently about three golf metrics you should track in your game and what they mean. Uh Kind of give our listeners a little insight into this. I mean, uh, if people should be tracking stuff in their game, what are the three things that they should be looking at? Yeah, so um, obviously at Golf Magazine, Golf.com, I, I oversee all the instruction and equipment and the fitness, all the, all the golf nerd stuff, really. Um, and so I was interested because Rapsodo, which is this wildly popular launch monitor that uh, that, that lots of golfers have out there. They just rolled out a new update, um, which basically allows, you know, allows golfers who are using it to track sort of some advanced metrics about their game. And so I thought, hey, let's just do a quick explainer about it. Um, and hopefully some more golfers can, uh, can keep an eye on them moving forward. Um, the first one is probably the most important one, and that's a dispersion pattern. So what dispersion pattern is in a nutshell is if you hit, 20 golf balls all at once. And let's say your furthest left golf ball goes 10 yards left and you furthest right golf ball goes 20 yards right and you're hitting a five iron or something. That means your dispersion pattern is 30 yards wide, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, if then, of course, you're going to hit some longer, some shorter. Um, and so basically, like, the dispersion pattern is when you take all 20 of those golf balls and you say, okay, where did all 20 of these golf balls finish? Uh, that little oval shape or circle shape is what your dispersion pattern looks like. Mm. And it's really important for golfers to know that because uh, basically it just allows you to see like, okay, this is like, you know, when I miss left, this is how far left I miss. When I miss right, this is how far right I miss. And so therefore, if I'm, you know, trying to hit my six iron into this, into this green, maybe I should aim at this specific spot because that's where most of my shots sort of on average are going to are going to end up safe makes total sense <laughs> well and, and the thing is luke people do that with the driver i mean it seems like we get fit for our driver and people are big on distance and dispersion but we don't pay much as much attention to that with some of our other clubs and it really makes more sense to look at it from top to bottom doesn't it yeah absolutely i mean and look like when golfers think about like uh, it's funny. It's just a, a quick um, divergence. It's like I was talking to Mark Leishman, you know, maybe like a year ago now, this interview, but it stuck with me, this quote he said. And I said, you know, what's your advice to golfers who just kind of want to get into low single digits, break 80? And he's just like right on cue. It was like, you know what? They just need to not be a hero. They just need to hit something into the fairway. It doesn't matter what it looks like. And they need to not look at pins. And then they need to keep it pretty simple around the green. And so something like dispersion pattern, knowing like how far left and right, how far left and right, excuse me, you, your uh, window of like shots are, is really important when you're hitting into a green. Because let's say the pin on some hole that some listeners about to go play today is tucked to the right of the green. You know, they may be tempted to like aim straight at it and think that their draw is going to bring it back to the middle. When really, like if you were to hit 20 shots, um, and see what your sort of oval dispersion pattern is, it would probably tell you, like, hey, you should probably aim at the left center here 
Because chances are you're going to actually block more short shots than you think, and those are going to end up right on the pin instead of on the water or short-sided to the right of the green, if that makes sense. So it's really about playing to the average of your misses, really, of your, of your, playing to your average shot rather than your, like, maybe good shot. As a um, Luke, as a an aggressive player, I've never not looked at the pin. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I respect look at it. every time. Uh, <laughs> I respect it. You know, like that's well, you know, you're, you're you're the kind of player the crowd loves. Of course, I'm the kind of you know boring. I don't Nick really draw. I, <laughs> Luke, I've never really drawn a crowd with my golf game. <laughs> that's nice of you to say. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, and then like the other two metrics I wrote about were gapping is one that uh, the pros think about all the time. Gapping is basically the distance between each of your clubs, right? Okay. So if you're your seven iron 150 yards and your eight iron 140 yards and your nine iron 130 yards, you've got a 10 yard, you're averaging like a 10 yard gap right. between clubs. Um, this is something that's super important, obviously, because, you know, I think golfers and amateur golfers are notorious for like underclubbing themselves, not giving themselves enough club into greens, which makes golf more difficult. But also like, um, you know, you might be surprised like how important being consistent with your gapping is through the bag. You know, sometimes if you have a 10 yard gap between two clubs and then a six yard gap between right. others, it can just throw it off your whole game. Well, but, but some of that plays back into the fact that, uh, you know, for, for amateurs, that gapping can help you consider what to hit. I mean, if you have a 15 handicap and you say, okay, well, what do you hit 150 yards? Oh, I hit an eight iron, right? Well, and then the next time they're on the golf course and they got 150 yards, they just automatically pull out the eight iron. Well, it might not be an eight iron. Maybe it's a seven iron because it's a little bit of breeze in your face or you don't want to be short because there's water in front or, you know, you don't want to go long because there's a big drop off behind the green. And that gapping comes into play because, your eight iron may go, you know, 140 to 160, and you say it averages 150. But, you know, how many times do you hit a stock shot? How many times do the professionals hit a 100% stock eight iron in a round of golf? Maybe once yes, in a round? that's right, you Mark. Know? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, like, I think it's, it's such a good point, and I think it highlights, like, this important point that golfers out there should probably know, something teachers talk about, is that it doesn't matter like how far you hit it. It just matters that you know how far you hit it. You know, so if you're like 150 yards away from the pin, like, and because you hit a 9 iron 150 yards once on a dry, still day, doesn't mean that you should pull for a 9 iron. Just hit something that's going to get you safe. You know, that's going to help you maybe even miss long because, like, golfers almost never miss long. Um, so there are all these different factors coming to play. And to your point, pros are constantly changing around from their sort of stock yardages. Yeah. Luke, um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because what I was going to say is, you know, I grew up caddying as a, as a kid and all the way up until I was, like, 23 years old. Um, and I – as a as a kid, like three or four years into it, I had a friend who was gonna who had was a scholarship golfer to the University of Georgia, and when I started caddying for him, and I knew he was a good player, I said, "Let's go down through the bag and tell me how far you hit a two iron, three iron." And you know what? When a, when a player knows that yardage, you're rarely gonna see a gap in his game, or his, or his his irons. So you're just rarely gonna. I mean, because if you know exactly how far you're hitting stuff. <laughs> you're going to fill gaps uh, just just by virtue of knowing that. 
Yeah, it's such a good point, and it's so true. I mean, look, like, let's say that you hit your, you know, seven nine hundred and fifty yards or whatever to your point, right? right? Yeah. And then, like, if, if if you know that, well, you know, my miss hits with this clubs go about one hundred and forty two yards, mm-hmm. and my really good hits go like 152 yards so you, you know you know that that's just your, your general frame of reference you're never going to be in a situation where you end up you know 150 yards away and you're like guessing what club to yeah hit, right and you pull an eight iron instead of your seven iron then you don't hit it great and now all of a sudden you're 20 yards short and you've got a tricky pitch like th- that's how easy bogeys and you know disastrous kind of blow up holes happen right it's just yeah. like small errors that then just make golf a little more difficult for yourself. Just, it really is just kind of basic stuff if you just pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, it really is. I think we complicate yeah. the dog out of this game. I, we really do. Anyway. No, I think it's so true. And, you know, look, like when you talk to pros and stuff, they are just obsessed with the simple stuff. Yeah. You right. know, like obsessed with the setup, mm-hmm. you know, like fundamentals, making sure that they know their yardages. They're not out there like trying to chase some image of perfection in their swings or their game. They're just trying to figure out what they have and to go play with it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and Luke, I think the, the other thing that we need to keep in mind, and Maddie, I know we've talked about this recently, is, you know, when you start talking about the, the wedge game, I mean, I, I, I rattled off some stats a few weeks ago, Luke, about, you know, somebody like a Justin Thomas leading the PGA Tour in proximity from, you know, like 75 to 120 yards. And it's not as close as you think it is. Right. I mean, when those guys from that distance average 20 something feet from the hole, it gives you perspective that, hey, even if you lay up on a par five to, to your distance at 100 yards. Doesn't mean, and right. You, yeah, and you hit a shot 25 feet from the hole with your wedge, that's not necessarily a bad shot. And I think right. some people take, take it the wrong way sometimes. You have, to, you have to understand what the expectation is when you're hitting some of these shots on the golf course. Absolutely. And, it, and I think it's such a good point because I think it, you know, it, it underlines what the real goal of like playing decent golf is, right? For everyone, it's really keeping your ball safe in play, moving in the right direction. You know, like the the, the disaster holes from pros on down to amateurs and coaches say this all the time is that they it's when you hit when you try to hit the hero shot, it goes wrong. You pump it out of bounds. You try to press, you know, and then all of a sudden. You know, you trying to do something heroic doesn't mean you made a quad or a triple or something. Really, what you're trying to do is play chess a little bit. Just move right. your ball in the right direction. Keep it in play. Keep yourself alive. And um, it's going to be hard to steer yourself too far wrong if you can do that sort of basic yeah. thing. Right. Well, Luke, we always appreciate the time talking a little bit of the geeky side of golf. And uh, we'll continue to catch your articles on golf.com. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. I always love coming on. Thank you, Luke.